So if you're an investor and you have property, now's the time to find out what it's worth. Not when there's this huge sell-off, if we potentially go down that route of getting rid of those two huge beneficial tax laws that we have for investors. So that's just an important kind of food for thought for people. And then also, I think it's important to note that, again, what happened during this whole pandemic is fascinating because you know the commercial real estate field, specifically net lease, there's billions and billions and billions of dollars transacted every quarter in our space. And that part of, of our economy is such a robust part of our economy. It's been booming for over a decade. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you want to become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're going to learn a ton. You will learn from real-life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're going to share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. We are super excited, as always, to bring you some additional educational information for investing, for financial freedom, for multifamily, commercial real estate. And we are pleased to provide you with some bonus episodes. So if you've been following our show, there are 186, I don't know, 187 something shows that we've been able to record with some phenomenal guests. And Last year, when COVID was bringing us down at one of the hardest levels for networking and person events, we started a virtual meetup. And we were doing weekly Wednesdays. And we did those for, gosh, it felt like a little under a year. And every once in a while, we would have some really solid guests deliver some really great information. It was just for our meetup attendees. And we are finally going to publish those. So we're excited to put them out, some unreleased, unpublished, some versions of our meetup. So I just wanted to provide you a heads up. These are going to be the next few bonus episodes, push them out and get some information, additional education out to you all. So hopefully you enjoy. We trust that you you all are liking or sending reviews, written reviews to our podcast. The number of positive ratings continues to grow. So we appreciate your listening, your support, your social support as well on Facebook and LinkedIn and all the different places that we push to. So and Instagram. So thank you very much for everything. And I hope you enjoy the next several episodes. So Mr. Dan Lukowitz, Dan was an amazing podcast guest of mine. And I thought I should bring him back. I know a lot of us in the room are commercial multifamily syndicators, operators, There's commercial real estate folks in title and insurance. There's some other brokers, lenders, a few educational coaches. So we're a few different spots in commercial real estate or real estate in general. And Dan shared some really good insight and nuggets on the market, on what he does. So 
which I thought was pretty cool. Let me turn it over to Dan. Dan, if you can, just tell us a bit of background and I'll get into a conversation and we'll all learn something, right? Who you are, what you do is a great place to start. And we'll just jump in here. Yeah, sure. So I'm Dan Lukowitz. I am a net lease investment sales broker, which essentially means that I broker deals between buyers and sellers of properties that are net leased. So these assets are very passive. They are incredibly stable. Typically, they have you know blue ribbon national tenants in them. So by way of example, you'll have your Starbucks, your Walgreens, your Rite Aids, your quick service restaurant, Taco Bell, Burger King, McDonald's, et cetera shopping centers, other pharmacy deals, tire stores, and the like. I've been in uh, the real estate investment scene for over 15 years. I got my start house hacking, buying single family residential homes, renovating them, and then reselling them, living in them. And I really enjoyed it so much. You know, I call myself a recovering house flipper, probably renovated around 100 houses at this point. And as I progressed in that space, I have a background running a sales team for title insurance agency. And I worked for Amazon corporate as a business development executive. And then more recently, I transitioned into the brokerage side of things. I went from running, you know, crews, raising capital and purchasing, renovating and reselling single and multifamily homes in and around the city of Detroit to, you know, net lease brokerage. So I really love what I do. I've had a great opportunity to develop relationships with the clients. And I recently created a course with my colleague, uh, Zach Racinger, that is called the CRE Pro Course. It teaches people how to invest in commercial real estate and more important, teaches them all the tips, tricks, uh, procedures, the forms, just everything we do on a day-to-day basis, teaching people how to become you know, top commercial real estate brokers. I'm excited here, even you know, amongst the people, the participants here in this session, I see a few people who have already registered for the course. So that's super exciting. And you know, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I love to add value and I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Dan. So we have an idea. So today, currently, what kind of deals do you help people buy and sell? So we get it. Yeah. So by way of example, uh, price spend, range and, and asset classes. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So just by way of example, currently, you know, in escrow, I've got an $11.5 million medical office building in Iowa. I'm representing the seller. Obviously, that's my listing. And then I'm selling that to a medical office buying real estate investment trust in Chicago, representing the buyer as well. I just sold the tire kingdom in the Miami area. I've got four Burger Kings uh, listed in Montana. I've got a Wendy's deal here in Michigan. I listed a couple of weeks ago. I'm selling that to a group also in Illinois, representing them as well. I mean, if you could see a little theme, I like to double end the deals and represent the sellers and the buyers, which is always fun. And I've actually got an individual that wanted to buy my Wendy's deal here in Michigan. It was gone in a couple of days. So I put him in a Bob Evans deal that we have here in house at Encore in Ohio. And I'm working on a vacant national entire and battery in Texas, as well as some FedEx ground built to suit properties in Wisconsin and a Walgreens in Avon Lake. Those all you know, vary in price, typically one and a half million all the way up to maybe 12 or $13 million. That's awesome. Okay. So that gives us a good idea. And from your perspective, you know, launching a course, helping people invest, you're in various asset classes, right? Give us summary of one or two things that as investors, whether I'm a passive investor, an active investor, whatever asset class, something that spans across commercial real estate, 
let's start there. What do you see, man? What kind of insider advice can you give us? Yeah, good question. So in terms of insider advice, you're asking like where the market is headed or what type of trends we're seeing or what, what specifically? I don't want to pin you in. Any advice is helpful, man. So really whatever you know or you are seeing, if it's market insight, we'll take it. You've got people from around the US here. If you yeah. just have, you know, due diligence tips, if you have broker tips, really anything in general, I don't want to pin you in because you've got a lot of good insight, man. Yeah. I mean, those are good questions. I think we can go a lot of directions with those, but there's a lot of movement in the market. We see assets are staying on market very, very short amount of time. The market is still white hot. For anybody who owns property, I think that it's always important to know what your assets are worth. As a broker, you know, I like to consider myself not just a broker, but an advisor. And if somebody has a net leased asset, it's very, very important to know what it's worth. One of the biggest parts of my job is adding value to my clients. So I put together complimentary, no obligation value proposals for my clients at any time that they want them. Now is a perfect time because we're top of the market. I mean, we are top of the top of the top of the market, especially in your essential retail properties, like some of the ones I discussed, like your tire stores, your quick service restaurant, your pharmacy, you know, medical office, logistics, FedEx, Amazon, stuff like that. The thing is, is that we're in a very interesting time right now. I mean, I personally believe this is the most exciting time ever to be a broker. There's a lot of potential tax reform coming up, right? I'm sure a lot of people know about the potential that's going on with the 1031 exchange and with you know ordinary income tax as opposed to capital gains. Now, as a broker, approximately 37% of our business comes from 1031 exchange transactions. I personally believe all politics aside, the 1031 is a vehicle that's designed to spur commerce and to spur economic activity. And it's really, from an investor's perspective, it's such a necessary thing. I mean, if you just do the math and see, you know, over time, 1031-ing from one property to a next, to a next, to a next, right? And then that individual dies and bequeaths those assets. And then they have a stepped up tax basis for the next generation. Really, if you were to do all of those transactions, but pay taxes each time, the buying power is nowhere near the same. So if the 1031 goes away, okay, that's going to be an issue. And if capital gains taxes become ordinary income taxes, same thing, Right. The same issue will, will, will come about. And what we're going to see from a brokerage perspective, what I like to tell people is we're going to see 500,000 investors trying to fit by, through a five by eight door. And we're going to see the market just totally change because you're going to have all these people that want to sell one more time in 1031. They want to sell one more time and pay capital gains, not ordinary income tax. So if you're an investor and you have property, now's the time to find out what it's worth. Not when there's this huge sell-off. If we potentially go down that route of getting rid of those two huge beneficial tax laws that we have for investors. So that's just an important kind of food for thought for people. And then also, I think it's important to note that, again, what happened during this whole pandemic is fascinating because you know the commercial real estate field, specifically net lease, there's billions and billions and billions of dollars transacted every quarter in our space. And that part of, of our economy is such a robust part of our economy. It's been booming for over a decade. And what really happened during the pandemic is that all this money, instead of being spread across a variety of asset classes, it really got condensed into what I keep saying, that buzzword, you know, your essential retailers. And what's fascinating is that even though we were in this pandemic and economic upheaval in the stock market, you know, stock market has gone down and then back up 25,000 points in 10 months, which is unheralded. During all that time, 
the cap rates, we saw cap rate compression across many asset classes, across you know, industrial assets, across quick service restaurant, dollar stores, pharmacies, et cetera, which is incredible. So there's really a lot of movement going on. It's an exciting space. And if anyone's interested in it, I urge you to investigate further because net lease brokerage is an exciting space. The commissions are huge. There's a lot of opportunity to help people. And it's super exciting. You know, I definitely love, love what I do and love who I work with. Yeah, man. It was evident in our podcast. It's evident now you're excited and happy to help people as well along the way. So that's kind of why I gravitated towards people on my podcast. They're helpful. They want to provide inside information, just expertise. We're thankful that you're here, man. So yeah. that's really good on multiple different angles. I like the 1031 insight. So if there is a, an end date, you should talk to somebody that can help you evaluate your property today. That's for sure. If you can help them, then you will. Okay, this is awesome. But I do want to make sure, Dan, you kind of tell us how to get a hold of you. Who should reach out to you? For what and how? Who are the people that you want to meet with like today, tomorrow? Who's your ideal potential uh, person to reach out to you for? Sure. So first of all, anybody, I mean, if I can provide value, that's what I'm here to do. I, that's my motto is provide value and everything else follows. If you have commercial property and you want to get it evaluated, I'll do it for free. I'll put together a really high level technical presentation, 30, 40 page PDF. There's no obligation to list or sell. It's totally complimentary. I do it for my clients literally every day. I, I do hundreds of these every year. So happy to do that. If you're looking to learn about brokerage, I have got a course that's incredible. If you're looking you know, for growth or mentorship in the commercial real estate space, I'm happy to help. And if you just want to talk shop in real estate, you know, that's always fun too. You can catch me on LinkedIn, Dan Lukowitz. I also am happy to give out my cell phone number if anybody wants to chat. And that's 248-943-2838. Again, 248-943-2838. So yeah, I mean, really anybody, if there's any way I can add value, that's, that's what I enjoy doing the most. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, I wanted to make sure we got that. But what I wanted people to learn from you also is you've got an amazing social marketing presence on LinkedIn, I think is your primary go-to space. And when you put a post out, I see tremendous activity. Just goodness, man. There's tons of comments and engagements. And on our podcast interview, if you want to hear a little bit more about this, Dan used to make, I don't know, a thousand something calls are crazy. And that was, you know, trying to get out people. And now people are calling you and setting up meetings with you. And you've created an inbound lead generation funnel through your social presence. So can you illuminate a little bit about what you used to do, how you do it now, and what helps you, you know, have this inbound lead funnel? Because no matter what we're doing, whether we're raising capital or trying to find more clients or trying to find our next deal, we all have something that we would love people to call us as opposed to calling them. So all of us yeah. can learn from this. Yeah, absolutely. So I talk, we talk a lot about this in, in our CRE Pro course, and, and I'll illuminate on it a little bit now. I mean, the process as a broker, it's essential to follow the process. But, you know, we've learned a lot of tips and tricks along the way. So a big part of what we do as a broker is we create databases of clients. So here's a great example. So I have this hospital. The tenant is called Mercy One. You know, Regional hospital system, 420 locations. I have it under contract, as I mentioned, to a medical office buying real estate investment trust in Chicago. So immediately what I'm doing is I've created a database. Actually, we have a team that works for us that, that does the databasing for us now. Created a database of the other 419 locations and who those owners are. 
So what I would do previously and what most brokers do is just every day call on clients like that. Hey, my name is Dan Lukowitz. I just listed this property. It's under contract. Do you have a property that you might want to sell? I'll put together you know, a complimentary no obligation value proposal for you. That's a one-on-one interaction. Every time I pick up the phone, it's me one-to-one. And you know, typically the rule of thumb is, is you know, every thousand calls you make, you'll get a list. So if you make a thousand calls a month, you'll get 12 listings a year. You know, we have funnel metrics up the wazoo to explain how this process works. Now, so what, that's a, uh, let me pause you real quick. For anybody that's looking for an off-market deal in whatever asset class you have, that's basically the numbers. And I've talked to many brokers and you're wondering, how do they get the listings? Like this, a thousand yeah. calls and they hire an army of people and every thousand calls they get a seller. <laughs> so exactly. anyways, back to you, exactly. Dan. Yeah, so that's the traditional model in brokerage. What I realized was by building my online presence, and again, in our course, we have modules specifically relating to LinkedIn and using leveraging social media as a real estate professional. What I realized, you know, I've got very specific protocol that I follow for my social media, and, and I'm most active on LinkedIn. It's probably 98% of my social media presence is there. So we have very specific protocols that we follow. And what, what I quickly realized is that instead of doing a one-to-one interaction, if I can put out valuable content, you always have to start again add value, everything else follows. So if I can put out valuable content on a social media site like LinkedIn, where people like all of you are hanging out, right? My target market is hanging out. The real estate investment trust managers are hanging out and and the fund managers and the acquisitions directors and disposition managers, they're all hanging out there. If I can put that out and I I put out posts, gotten 50 or 60,000 views on a post. Now it's not one-to-one anymore. Right now, it's one to many. That's and what so I found awesome. is I totally turned it around. And now I can provide content and provide value. I can put out a post, even if, if amongst my show and amongst some of my LinkedIn lives, I intersperse flyers for properties that I've listed. My email inbox blows up with people that say, Hey, Dan, I saw your post on LinkedIn. Send me the full offering memorandum. So now it's me putting out the message. Many are receiving it and those who want it are reaching back to me. So I really turned the tables. And for me, that's been a game changer. And, you know, I honestly, I feel a little guilty because most brokers are still pounding the phones, not saying that I don't do that when it's necessary, but my strategy, you know, over this last year has completely changed and I find it to be a more efficient model. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you're serious about achieving financial freedom. Are you ready to create your own path through multifamily investing for yourself and your family? Then I know you're going to appreciate our investor's guide to multifamily investing. It's titled Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. We use this guide to invest ourselves in $93 million worth of real estate. So we're going to show you the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications and how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So the best part, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating. I'm going to give you a free copy of our ebook. So please take a moment to do that now. Once you've done that, go to 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left a review and we're going to send you a free copy. So thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast. We really appreciate it. I worked at a tech company, Rackspace. It was a small $2 billion company, but we were there when it was 100 million-ish to 200 million-ish. We kind of helped that thing grow. 
we did this, exactly what you're talking about. In the tech space, there's so many other things, SEO and conversion and chat and yada, yada, yada. But the point is the same. And that's exactly, you know, if, if some of you guys see my face everywhere, my ugly mug, and you're like, how does Abel keep coming up? I follow some of the same old practices that I used for 10, 12, 13 years in IT. And that is, I want an inbound lead generation model. I don't like pounding phones. I would much rather have a one-to-many. And then the people that resonate with what we're saying or how we're doing it, I want them to contact me. Yeah. Uh, And so that's it. Absolutely. And then, you know, another thing is I utilize a lot of email drip campaigns. So I was just working with my virtual assistant a few minutes before this event here. And, you know, now that that medical office building is under contract, I'm having a customized email go out to each owner of the same asset class, the same tenant, you know, who has a building with the same tenant saying, you know, dear Abel or dear Ben or dear Ron, I see that you own this Mercy One asset located at, you know, and, and today email campaigns are very easy to structure where you can custom input enough information so the individual thinks the email is coming directly to them. You know, I can hit 420 people at a time and say, hey, I just want to show you this flyer, just listed this property, had five qualified purchasers, you know, submit offers within a few days, and we're under contract to an all-cash buyer who we represent. I know you own this property. There's no time like now to get a complimentary no-obligation value proposal. What are your thoughts? That'll go out. And now, again, that's one-to-many, right? That's not just me picking up the phone. And through that, that's going to create these warm leads of people saying, oh, you know what? Yeah, I am interested. You did a good job on, on this property. It's very similar to mine. Maybe you can do something for me. So again, it's, it's just shifting that dynamic from a one-to-one to a one-to-many so that I can leverage my time more efficiently. Money, money. Any two cents you can give us on what draws the most posts in your space? And maybe we can re-engineer it to whatever we're doing, whether raising capital or trying to have brokers call us for deals or find new insurance or title, you know, any of the number of things that are around here? It's a good question. I would say it's more of the overall effort. You know, like I, I think that my strategy, you know, I have my own streamcast show called Dan on Top of All Things Commercial Real Estate. A few of the people in, you know, in the audience here have been guests on it. And, um, you know, we drop that three times a week. I have do LinkedIn lives about three times a week. So that takes up six posts every week. And then I'll put some of my own content of just me being human, playing guitar, videos or pictures of me and my kids doing things in real estate. And I think that that whole the ability to put it all out there is, is you can't just say like, okay, it was this one post. It's really the whole collective effort. What I have found though, is that posts that are, you know, like some of my most successful posts are posts that were taken from co-star articles, which people tend to like, not everybody has access to them, where I kind of take the article I regurgitate it in a maybe a more digestible form. And then I just take, make a cute, clever, sometimes semi-lewd title and, and put it up on LinkedIn and ask people what they think about it. So I found that that's been very, been very helpful. And then also a, a lot of my video content gets a lot of traction. You know, uh, the interviews, the podcasts, the streamcasts, I think that people like that. And I don't know how many people out there have access to LinkedIn Live. I think it's still pretty limited at this point, but I found tremendous exposure through LinkedIn Live. That's really beneficial for me. But again, the most important thing, just like I've been saying this over and over and over, is that you have to provide value. If the post provides value, people are going to engage with it. If it's not something that you would find value in, don't waste people's time. That's really the bottom line. Right on. So awesome. So awesome. Thank you very much, Dan. This is amazing. So do we have any questions that were here? 
I think Hutch asked the question. Okay, Hutch. Oh, yeah, I see on the very bottom. The very. Go ahead, Hutch. You want to ask your question, my brother, or you want me to ask it for you? I got really bad signal, man. Hey, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, Dan, you're dropping some bomb over there, man. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, we got to get back at your show again, man, so we can finish that interview. Yeah. Hey, but yeah, just real quick, though. You was dropping some bombs earlier about your communication to current owners. Are you willing to share any of those scripts with aspiring investors who are also reaching out to owners? I do understand that might be somewhat of a core competitors, but just asking. Are you referring to like an email that goes out on a blast or are you referring to actual cold call? It could be both because, as you know, a lot of us are aspiring to do that. Whether it's just be improving our communication, yeah. with our, yeah, improving our confidence with speaking with owners, you know, but also just, just getting some education. So we can do both of them. So here, this is literally just working on this. I don't know if people can see it, but there's a flyer that I put together for that $11.5 million building I have under contract. And this is just a past email. So it would say like, Dear Hutch, or Hutch, I recently listed a Mercy One asset in Ottumwa, Iowa, very similar to your property located at 123 Main Street. We received five qualified offers within the first few days and we're currently under contract on the sale to an all-cash publicly traded real estate investment trust. Our proprietary buyer pool is hungry for more of these assets, and we would love to take a look at your Mercy One asset. I'm very interested in evaluating your property and providing a complimentary, no-obligation value proposal outlining the current market value of your asset. What are your thoughts on a value proposal for your property, Hutch? So again, same thing. It's the same thing over and over again. What is this email doing? It's providing value, right? That's simply what it is. Hey, my name is Dan Lukowitz. Hutch, you've got something. I'm happy to provide value for you. Do you want it? Always start with value. I mean, that's what's going to get people. People want value. And when you're offering something for nothing, you know, number one, you're going to get people to come in the door. And number two, you're engaging certain sales tactics like the reciprocity principle where people feel like they might have a little bit of, of an obligation to do some further work with you. So that's a great example of something that I'm, I'm working on as we speak. Now, when it comes to cold calling, again, providing value and asking open-ended questions. So I might ask you, you know, if you're a, a multifamily owner, I might say, you know, what got you into multifamily investing? What markets are you interested in? What uh, is your portfolio look like today? What are you looking to do in the next year? Always open-ended questions. And, you know, I learned a long time ago that he or she who asks the questions controls the conversation. So you always want to be the one asking the questions and make sure they're always open-ended so that you can direct that potential client and grab information from them. Do that as long as you can. Number one, you learn about the client. And number two, you build rapport. But even more importantly, perhaps, is when you go in for the kill, and you're going to make your value proposition, you know what is valuable to that person. Because what's valuable to that person may not be what's valuable to a different person. So really, you're a fact finder. You're on a reconnaissance mission, right? That's really what you want those cold calls to be. Boom. Thank you, brother. Sure. Who else? Does anybody else have a a quick question? Thanks, Hutch. Anybody else? No? Okay, well... You know where to find the man. He's got his contact information here. He would love to get a hold of you. If some of you guys are in different asset classes, you own some property. And oh, also, you might as well talk about like if somebody does reach out to you with one of their commercial properties that they want to list, you spend a few hundred bucks on every single pack. It's not just like co star information. You do a video and maybe explain all that to Dan. 
same thing. I mean, I feel like it's a broken record. It's all value. So when people reach out, right, they might be reaching out to five other brokers. And if I go ahead, and a lot of times they say, don't don't spend much time or money on this. And I, I don't care what they say, because I want to put a proposal in front of them that's going to knock their socks off. And again, same thing, I'm providing value and I'm showing them that I'm invested. Maybe I'm engaging that reciprocity principle. So every single property that comes to me that somebody wants a value proposal on, the first thing I do is I order drone photos. And those, we've got a corporate discount with some of these drone companies that still cost me $147 per property. And I already told you that I'm doing a couple hundred proposals every year, right? So that can add up to 15 or 20 or $30,000 a year, but it's marketing money that I'm spending on my business. It's the best dollars, right? I'm a broker, I think in terms of ROI. So I want to invest that money into my business. I have an assistant that I have to pay. You know what I'm saying? I've got, I pay for my email blasts. I pay for Crexy, you know, uh, Crexy is a service that we use $250 a month. I pay for CoStar. So really there are a lot of expenses, but at the end of the day, it's a competitive market out there. And as a broker, I want to make sure that that proposal I'm putting in front of them, I'm not using Google Maps photos. I'm using aerials that are showing a tremendous amount of detail and information in them. And, and, and further, it actually helps me. I'll give you an example. I did a proposal on a $45 million shopping center in, here in Michigan. And I ordered drones and I actually made a, a I spent about a thousand bucks on drone photos and video. And I didn't, in all of my systems, I was not able to recognize that across the street from this plaza, there was a brand new build to suit Aldi being built. However, when I ordered the drone photos and the video, I saw that they were building it. So by spending that time and energy and that capital and investing in my, in, in my clients, I'm also better informed and, and it helps me to become, you know, to be a better broker, to have that information. So, you know, I always invest that money because I'm competing with a lot of people and I need my clients to know that if they work with me, they're working with the best. And I have to show them that right out the gate. And, and again, that's it. I'm providing value. So I want to make that proposal chock full of value so that when it gets in front of them, they say, okay, this guy took it seriously. This guy spent the time. This guy spent the money. This is the guy that's going to hustle and sell my building for me for top dollar. Boom. I love it, man. This is the meetup to be all right at, if you want an amazing meetup to hear uh, experts like Dan and invite your people, invite your friends. We don't just talk about multifamily, even though there's a lot of us here that are in that space. You can network with some great people in different cities, different states. We're excited. Thank you so much, Dan. You provided a ton of value and I appreciate it so much. And you need to implement this stuff. Don't just hear this conversation and then not implement, whether you're looking for properties to buy, whether you're looking for new syndicators to invest with, whether you're looking for new brokers to work with or flip-flop it, right? Whatever side you're on in a transaction, all of the different areas and fields in commercial real estate, like you can absolutely do this where people are calling you as opposed to um, having to chase down you know, a list of a thousand. And, and then if you can afford to hire an army and do both, then you're going to do extremely well. <laughs> so that's awesome. That Was there anything else, Dan, that we didn't hit on that you really wanted to Make sure that everybody got today. I mean, just the importance of having good people in your network, which I'm sure everybody knows because they're here. You know, I, I think that today, especially, we have access to so many experts. I mean, look at what's gone on in the last year. Yeah, we haven't been so much face-to-face, -face, but we're doing so many more Zoom sessions. I know myself personally, I'm getting on the phone. I'm getting on Zoom meetings with people I would not have otherwise ever done that with because of the situation we've been pushed into. 
And then, you know, I just want to further stress the importance of working with experts. And again, if there's anything I can ever do to help add value, please reach out. And I just want to stress, I mean, this is incredibly exciting time that we live in. The opportunity right now is huge. I mean, right now, we know that fear, there's a tremendous amount of fear in the world, probably more so than most of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes. And typically, fear is a tremendous generator of market inefficiency. And in an inefficient market, those who stick with their principles and keep their head down and focus on what they know works can become incredibly wealthy. So I want everybody here to just like, I'm as a piece of motivation, jump on it. 2021, this is uh, the year of opportunity. When other people are putting their feet on the brakes and just saying, oh, I don't know what to do. That's the time to put both your feet on the gas and then really network and work together and capitalize on the incredible opportunity that's in front of us right now. Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast with your host, myself, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. Before you leave, let me ask you a few questions. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you learn something valuable? Was your mind stretched to what's possible and what you can achieve? Do you want other experts just like the one you heard today? If you answered yes to any or all of those questions, then please take a moment to subscribe to the Five Talents Podcast. Give us a five-star rating. And most importantly, leave us a written review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us your favorite guests. Give us any feedback. I'm excited to learn and improve so you can get a more valuable show. So thank you again for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.